we are legends. In this 34th episode of We Are Legends, we have special guest DP0427, discussed rework characters, Supergirl and Dr. Poison, get the news on the street, go over some doom thoughts, and discuss some upcoming changes on the show. I'm Kage Roof. With me, as always, is Hate Mail, the world-famous Ogre Barbarian. Ogre wasn't able to make it with us throughout the show, and neither was Slow but Ogre will be making appearances throughout. And with us today, we have DP0427, the host of the Oddsman podcast and the quite famous Celebrity Encounters. Hey, <laughs> DP. Uh, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, man. So we invited DP on here. We're going to have some upcoming changes in, in the show that's going to be uh, a stronger partnership between the Oddsman and We Are Legends. So we'll get into a little bit more of that later, but... First, we wanted to talk about the reworks. Um, what mm-hmm. does everybody think about the two rework characters? Let's start with Supergirl. I'm very mixed on her. I've been able to use Steppenwolf on her, and I even uploaded a clip onto Reddit, just using my Steppenwolf team to steamroll right through a Supergirl comp, and she really didn't do much to protect her team. But when I was going up against uh, CR7 Ino or... And uh, or, or maybe your team as well, if it was a Constantine lead, then I feel like I'm in trouble because my dead shot can't one-shot Constantine, and i got to take out Supergirl first if I want to make some headway. So I kind of have uh, two priority targets to make. I'm kind of... I'm really on the fence with her. She's not too much of an off- offensive character, but she does add a lot to your team's defense. So I kind of have to rethink Supergirl and see how she, you gotta see her has, as a control type character. Yeah, she's definitely a lot more defensive. Um, I know you faced one of my teams that had Supergirl and you kind of melted right through it, DP. What are you thinking of yeah. her so far? Uh, kind of like, okay, I'm a bit uh, mixed on her. I think that overall, like, the biggest boon to her is the fact that she has heal immunity on her basic, which is ridiculous. <laughs> so... <laughs> That was uh, something that uh, was quite a surprise. Um, that That is quite literally meta-shifting. I wouldn't say meta-defining, but meta-shifting. Um, as it will definitely shake things up in terms of uh, what is popular in the meta, especially with like characters like Clayface and other and Revivers like Swamp Thing. But uh, I, feel, I feel like... I don't know if her new passive her previous legendary has been changed at all because i feel like it's doing less protection than it was before yeah, it doesn't you know feel like I mean? it's quite as defensive it still works pretty well yeah. but yeah. it uh yeah. it, it doesn't have quite but i still i still like her against crit based teams just because you do get a mm-hmm. little bit more def- i haven't tried her with really heavy defensive teams i've been mainly running her with mm-hmm. dr fate and trying to capitalize mm-hmm. on her heal immunity with dr fate blasting all over the place which is really fun it's terrible in defense mm-hmm. i've come to see from your video and from what mm-hmm. people have told me because she doesn't open with her basic but mm-hmm. on offense it's really really strong yeah i mean i will say this though about her previous legendary um 
there is one caveat to think that like when she was popular and when she was important, uh, there was that whole HP bug running around and when the, when the crit meta was important. So we don't really know exactly how that played into the fact that like how agility and how defensive uh, she really was because HP really wasn't being calculated correctly and damage wasn't really doing what um, well, wasn't really being calculated the way it was. That's why crit was so good before, right? So that that could be one of the reasons why it seems that she's not as defensive as she used to be. Um, but overall, like the other changes to her kit, I'm not sure because I haven't played with her like personally yet. Um, but her second ability, where she she used to give randomly uh, death immunity to um, various members of her team, now she only gives it to one person, right? Like yeah, randomly. I I'm actually not real high on that one. That, yeah. I actually would take that last. The legendary order I like yeah. for now is one, four, three, five, two, and I used to have two mm-hmm. a little higher, but because it's random and it's just one person, I don't really get much out of it. I I just don't understand why they why they changed it to, to make it random, like one random ally instead of random allies. You know why why make that change? Why, what was wrong with that? Why did they nerf it? Yeah, I'm not really. It's, I'm not really sure. It's on weird. It's it's just it's just a really weird change. So um, so Ogre, what are you thinking of Supergirl? I think she looks absolutely bonkers at this point with the couple of changes that she got. Like, a lot of her changes, she didn't get a ton of changes, but I think the couple of changes that mattered were her legendary on her basic now applies heal immunity, and then her leadership is now a passive. Those two right there just throw her way over the top for me. Yeah, that's... that. Just the basic alone is is enough to make her a top-tier... Well, maybe not a top-tier character, but such a good answer to so many of the strongest characters that you face right now. Mm-hmm. And then I'm guessing you pretty much agree with me on the legendary order with the one, four, three, two, five. Yeah, I, I pretty much would say that that's about right. And that L three is her sweet spot. Yeah. I think I uh, one, four, three is really all you need. You don't really need two or five. I they're like two. still. It has, cool, it has, but they're me. like, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's too random for me. Yeah, I mean, to say it's a necessity or anything, like I just, I mean, it's cool if you have it, but don't take it early. What do you think of her five over two? Would you take the five before her two in your in your mind? I, um, I just can't decide if one agility up that's not even a hundred percent each turn is worth it. It's a seventy percent chance. Yeah, at, like, yeah, at the start of each ally turn, seventy percent. I don't even know how long it lasts. So I mean, I think it's two turns. It's two turns. I want. Like, that's not terrible. Yeah, if it's two turns, let me... You know what? They can start stacking at that point, so I mean... I'm going to test it right now. I'm kind of a, um, on the fence about the agility up, because it's only one or two agility up. That doesn't... in the yeah. I think in the current state of PvP, agility... Clayface just does it better. Hands down. Oh, obviously, yeah. Clayface, yeah. Clayface is the gold standard now for agility up. If that, <clears throat> if that like, works. Two turns is at least they can start stacking. So if you have, like, her and, like, uh, Aquaman, Rider of the King Tides, who also passes out agilities, or you know, handful of other characters who can pass out agilities. Then you're you're looking at a good stack of agility at that point. So I mean, well, let me see if it actually has two turns. That agility up actually lasts two turns. Okay. Okay. And technically, I guess it, I don't know. It's weird the way the turn works, but it says it's three on her. So it's actually a little better than I originally gave it credit for because it lasts so long. So okay. that's why I like it better than two. I don't think it's a great skill, but I like it better than two for that. 
I will say I will say this then. Uh, when uh, when I was using Steppenwolf to buff my team, and she procs her passive and hands out agility ups to her teammates, that's cool and all. But I think her dishing out crit immunity would be better. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what she, the boulder does, but yeah. I mean, I think that what what she becomes. Uh, I mean, well, the boulder gives uh, crit chance down, right, to yeah, the enemies, but. If you put if you put crit immunity on your team, then she becomes sort of like an Aquaman, like an energy Aquaman, right? And that's sort of like the role that was sort of the tension between her and the original Aquaman when they both came out, right? So, so Aquaman just did her job better than her. Uh, that's why she got replaced so quickly. But uh, oh. there was an argument to use Supergirl mainly just against uh, red characters before, but because the the shift was shifting towards Supergirl and Reverse Flash, then Aquaman was a better suit. Let's talk about some crazy team tomps to go with it. What uh, <laughs> what what teams you got for that ogre? All right, so one of them that I was looking at that I really think could be a lot of fun would be um, Superman lead with Penguin, Supergirl, and um, crap. Who was the fourth? We we talked about Swamp Thing, but we weren't we we weren't settled on any particular character. It was kind of whoever you think is needed. Right, it was Swamp Thing. That's <laughs> what we had said. <laughs> and Swamp Thing. Um, I think the team could just be all around really annoying and just hard to take down. And you're going to want to bring this team against uh, crit-heavy teams that are either like Hired Gun Deadshot, uh, Steppenwolf, Emerald Which Arch Which are like Air. 90% of the teams out there, it seems like. So. It does seem like there's a lot of them around right now, yes. Which is surprising that we haven't had a resurface of Aquaman. Yeah, I've actually been messing around with him a little bit. Problem is, I wish his... He should just have permanent... Crit immunity? Or maybe... He really should. Yeah, I mean, just... I don't think it would be overpowered for him. And you're giving the team... That would would make him a lot more viable. Yeah, like, he's not super tanky to begin with until he starts building up his men's. So, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it could definitely be something for them to explore later on. Yeah, I like that team. I've been using Penguin a lot more lately. He's surprisingly good, right? Yeah, he's he's just you know he doesn't do damage. So you I mean if you're relying, he's on not a supposed to though. Yeah, I mean if you're relying on a physical character to do damage, you need to bring someone else in. But there's so many mystics now that just shell out the damage that you can you don't really need a second physical that does a lot of damage. Yeah, and they're all going to die to Starfire anyway. So. Penguin will survive it. Penguin will not die to Starfire. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> another team I've been using that I love with Supergirl, and I find it extremely effective, is Batgirl lead, MJ, Supergirl, and Dr. Fate. The Dr. Fate-Supergirl synergy is just phenomenal, so you can really that slot that in. That is some major tanky. You can slot that into anything, but the reason I like the Batgirl MJ is that you're going to want to bring, you almost have to bring, Steppenwolf to take on this team and Steppenwolf when he gets his crit ups Supergirl actually she'll gain her she'll, she's got a chance to gain three strength up so it kind of gives you a little bit of deterrence I don't think it works as good as I was hoping in that realm but it still works pretty well yeah yeah uh, I would argue that the upcoming hero challenge for Terra would actually allow people to use Terra against it yeah that's true too so, I mean, it's not necessarily just Steppenwolf that would be able to beat it. I mean, there's a couple of others that are kind of there still, but he's definitely the one that comes to most people's minds. Um, 
DP, you had a video against us that again actually fought a similar type of team, but it didn't work so well, just mainly due to the fact that you really want Supergirl to lead with her basic, and the AI isn't that bright. So then you don't start Dr. Fate's heal train. Though, <clears throat> it may be with a Superman lead and more heal immunity to get Dr. Fate really going, or some kind of call assist team. I've been experimenting with a couple different ones where you can get Supergirl to use her basic. Maybe have um, Constantine lead, and then, or Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, and then get Supergirl to start procking her basic so that Dr. Fate starts getting ham with the heal immunities. Ooh, 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 ooh. What about, like, uh, Captain Cold? Yeah, I, I experimented with that. My problem with Captain Cold, and the reason I don't he's like He's still him, really squishy. <laughs> he's really squishy, but the problem is, is that he will proc his basic, but that 50% chance for your teammate to proc their basic just never seems to happen for me. Ever. Yeah. Well, it's only when he gets hit. Yeah. So that's part of it, too. And, then, and you don't want him to get hit, so... Yeah, and he's squishy, and Etrigan shreds him so fast. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. He doesn't even that's... need intellect up, so he can just do his little double swipe with his turn one awareness, because mm-hmm. he obviously wasn't powerful enough, so he needed awareness, too. And right. <laughs> he just goes and slaughters him. You mean true sight? Yeah. True sight, not awareness. I don't know where I was getting awareness from. Uh, too much awareness. Yeah. <laughs> We are aware. Yeah. So, but I, I think there's there's a lot of fun teams to be had. I I really like her. And then. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely some good stuff to be had with her. And then you also mentioned our super fam team. Yeah. The uh, Superman lead with uh, Superboy, Power Girl, and Supergirl. <laughs> and Honestly, the team, team doesn't really lack anything. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it wouldn't survive against a Mystic heavy team, but otherwise, I think it could hold up. Yeah, I mean, like, you've got True Sight Stun available on Superboy, so you can still take down somebody and stop them from doing craziness before you get them under control. Then you got Power Girl with her AoE, and then you got Supergirl with all her AoEs, and then you got Superman to taunt whenever they take a crit. It's just, it just sounds really dumb. And Ogre, I know you really like Dr. Poison, so let's get your thoughts I on... do what you're thinking about her. And also I, I'm really unsure what legendary order I'd go with her. So what? Okay. So I've been getting this question a lot last few days, obviously, cause I am lead guru. Um, but you're definitely going to want to take her basic first. Okay. Like that is the only upgrade she absolutely needs I because it is so unique. Being able to increase the duration of bleeds by one is, absolutely monstrous hmm. like she if she starts hitting somebody that's like a, a super tank like uh, cyborg superman or bane or somebody and like let's just use bane as an example because everybody hates bane okay you hit bane apply three bleeds with the basic uh and then increase the duration of all bleeds that are already there right even if he procs gets his men's his men's only lasts so long but those bleeds are going to stay there now. I think so, maybe I've been using her wrong because I, I, I try to I open with her gas grenade. I think too much, and I should be waiting longer to use it. Honestly, the gas grenade is like a turn two, turn three kind of thing. <clears throat> so you definitely want to start having a lot of bleeds out there. And really, honestly, the gas grenade is more for the heal immunity than it is for damage. Although 
if you get enough bleeds out there, it will obliterate a team. Yeah, that's that was always my strategy with her was to run Siren or other characters to stack a bunch of bleeds and then use the gas grenade. But I think I've been using it, like you said, I've been using it too soon. Is why I'm not getting the mo- biggest bang for my buck out of her. Yeah. You want to really just get her uh, like turn two, turn three, and just have you know stacks and stacks of bleeds out there so that you can just drop the grenade and half the opponent's team is dead. You know, some of them with heal immunity on them, even so. What would you take as oh, her second upgrade? The gas grenade heal immunity is definitely the second one. Okay. And something I will point out about the heal immunity, it is random, which means they can both end up on the same character. And from my testing, they don't necessarily hit somebody that's alive. <laughs> either that, either that, or uh, they don't apply before the damage. Because I hit a Swamp Thing who was literally the last character, and he got back up. There's a couple of different weird things with that. Supergirl does the same thing, which I don't. I yeah, think that's probably a bug. It might be, yeah. So, I mean, it just might be where it applies in the stack is incorrect currently. I don't know. So, But it's just something to be aware of for now. And what would you go third? So this one is one that I had to actually debate on for myself because I actually have it all three Dr. Poison. I had to use her quite a bit before I finally decided on it. And her four is is where I would go with. Um, Because, one, the increase in the max cap on the damage of her passive is a monstrous, monstrous thing. I promise you, you will not be disappointed being allowed to use 45%. That is a massive number, I understand, of how many bleeds that would require. But just having that as an option when you're fighting the uber tanks that can hold a billion bleeds and not die, hmm. you know, it just it's it's a really strong ability. And then on top of that, you're also getting another three percent true damage when you think about it by adding that additional random bleed. So I mean, it's definitely a worthwhile upgrade as your uh, third upgrade. And fourth, I'm guessing you went with her master of top antidotes. Um, number five. I'm. I'm not really sure on what the last two are yet because I only have her at L3. Okay. So, but I will put it this way: her heal when it procs is about 1250, from what I've seen. So doubling that's only 24, 2500, yeah, 2500. So it's it's not it's not a super large heal. So it's one of those things that I'm starting to debate that reducing the cooldown of anti venom from three to two might just be stronger. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm I'm kind of torn on the last two. Um, hopefully she'll get a hero challenge next month. And I'll be able to give some better answers. Yeah, I have her L4. So, I have the Master of Antidotes. I almost don't even notice the heal. So, it, like I said, it's not very big. Especially when you're talking about health pools being, you know, 40,000 health. So. Yeah, I um, I mean, her regular heal isn't bad. Like, no, it's no her. Okay, something to point out about her uh, anti venom. It provides a true heal. So that will which go is, over heal immunity, correct? Yes. Or I don't know if it'll go over heal immunity. I don't know if it works like Zatanna because Zatanna happens to purge off the debuff also. Oh, okay. I'm I'm not sure how that all interacts. If it does go over heal immunity, that's really good. But even if it doesn't, it does work really well with characters who gain stamina ups. 
and stuff like that. So because their health will get so large, uh, the, a normal heal just wouldn't really do anything, but a true heal means a lot to them. So characters like Vixen, Ares, Hippolyta. And the soon-to-be Giganta. Yeah, Giganta. I actually really like Dr. Poison with Giganta just in general because Giganta also deals true damage. So there's a lot to be had there, I think. Hmm. Yeah, it will be an interesting combination. And I like the idea of just having someone else that taunts. I wish there was... That's the one thing I seem I feel like is missing. Is that I like Wonder Woman DOJ, I like Shazam a lot, but I don't feel like either one of them fit in all the tanking scenarios. So yeah. <clears throat> I really wish we had another Mystic tank to choose from. Preferably one that starts hey. with a taunt. Randy? No, he doesn't start with a taunt. Everybody forgets about him because I don't use him for his taunt. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't start with a taunt, and your entire team's going to get attacked before you can use it, usually. That's true. He also doesn't use it naturally. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah. I mean, you also have Constantine to place taunts, so you can yeah. kind of you know, pick whoever you want. You have Ivy to place taunts. You can kind of pick whoever you want. But I do agree, there are not enough taunters in this game. Yeah, I'd like to see some more, have more variety on team comps. Because so we're at, of... what, like 90-something characters, and we only have, like, a dozen taunters? Yeah, and only really, I would say... Like four or... get used? Yeah, five or six that are used regularly. <laughs> it's like Harley, DOJ, Clayface, and Power Girl, and Lobo. And Shazam. I use him a lot. I don't see Shazam all that often. He's. I've noticed more and more people are using him. People are finally starting to buy in because he is one of the better t- tanks, in my opinion. One of the better. Oh, he's users. he's a darn good tank with all that stamina up that he gets, and his taunt lasts for two turns. And then that damage immunity. I mean, I mean, fifty percent chance is pretty darn high. Oh, I guess super. I guess I see Superman a lot too. So. Oh yeah, Superman. So, I mean, we're, we're getting there, but I'd like to see. I'd like to see almost like one, one come out of month almost, or every other month anyway. I would like to see one every other month at least, yeah. So let's, um, speaking of team comps, let's talk about some teams for Dr. Poison. Who would you recommend with her? I know you have a few in mind. Right, and, like, the best leader that I've found for her so far is Constantine, because he applies int downs, which she does all special damage. He also applies bleeds, which she cares about, and he also calls assist, which, if you call her, she cares about, you know, being able to spread more bleeds. So, that's probably the best leader that I've found for her so far. Um, although any of the bleed leaders like Red Hood or Cheetah or, you know, any I of the other ones. I forget next. about Red Hood for bleeding purposes. <laughs> yeah, he's he my, does. He's one of my favorite. I, I, honestly, he's one of my favorite physical characters. He's really overall, good. Overall, he's got such a great kit. He does. He's so much utility. Hmm, now I'm starting to think about a Dr. Fate team that uses him. I just I wasn't even thinking about him for Dr. Fate. I'm <laughs> <around> that too. <laughs> right? <laughs> now having internet uh, when these people dropped was very, uh, wasn't very good. Yeah. Very frustrating. Yeah. I have to do all my testing. I can play on my phone, but my reception where I live isn't great, so. So it made PvP not as fun. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, so Constantine, Dr. Poison, Lobo, and Camo is one that I really like because it's a very special damage heavy team. Because Camo does special damage. He also applies AoE bleed that can't miss. You know, so 
And camo also pairs really well with Constantine. If you do have somebody die, camo can apply even more speed downs to just, you know, continue to punish them. Yeah, the, with the rework of Dr. Poison's the one time I really miss having, not having camo. He's on my... They, they pair fairly well. I can't gear him. Well, right. at least for a couple months. So <laughs> I got to make him last because he's my lowest geared character. I'd actually, he's on, he's got two level seven. The rest is still level six. So I can buy a lot of time with him. Oh, man. <laughs> I think you'll like him, honestly. Yeah. He's a very, very slow roll character, but he's so much fun. I have a feeling he's going to end up getting a rework eventually, and then I'll be forced to gear him quickly. He will eventually get a rework, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he will, because he is very much a victim of power creep. Yeah, him and A.W. Lex are my two on, my two that aren't Oh, jeez. My other two A.W. Lex is so good, but he just needs a little bit. <laughs> but my other, my only other two characters <clears throat> that aren't geared are gear 10, so. Ugh. So I, yeah, I'm running out of time. <laughs> if you listen to this, Warner Brothers, hey, <laughs> let me complete that mission so I can spend money. <laughs> and finish gearing everybody. <laughs> Is it too much to ask to be allowed to spend money on your game? <laughs> uh, somebody else I want to point out that works really well with Dr. Poison is uh, Joker Damage Goods. Yeah, he's on one of the three if you, teams. As today. long as you have his basic legendary, that's all you need. Yeah, I just geared him legendary five, and yeah, I'm actually that. really liking him as a character. I'm really surprised. He's he's not, I, I've said, he's probably possibly the worst character in the game, and granted, that was going back off the old gear 10 before the upgrade. Mm-hmm. I have to say, he's definitely not the worst character in the game. In fact, I would rate him a B-level character, not even a C. He's pretty decent. Yeah, he's he's pretty decent. He's got a stun. Like, let's be honest, his stun is on two-turn cooldown. Yeah, his stun's on two-turn cooldown. He's got lots of bleeds on that basic. That basic is unbelievable. And then... Well, yeah, a 50% chance to apply three bleeds to the entire team. And his his variable damage, it's frustrating because sometimes you'll do 4,000 damage, but then other times you do 36,000 damage. So you just, you never know what you're yeah. going to get. Yeah, and that's, I definitely hate that move. <laughs> but it is kind of entertaining. And the thing is, on defense, it probably works pretty good because it probably almost always does high damage. So This is, this is true. And to be fair, if it kills somebody, it resets. The team I was running that's similar to yours was Constantine, Clayface, Dr. Poison, and Joker Damage Good. And that was actually a pretty good team. Like, all you need to do with Dr. Poison is spread the bleed. It doesn't even matter how much damage you do. She will make up for it. (laughs) Her passive procs. I had uh, a game where I was fighting an Ares, a Bane, and like some other tanky guy. And I had managed to stack enough bleeds to where areas with, like, eight or nine stamina ups, and he took, like, 22,000 damage off of Dr. Poison's passive procking. Nice. And he just popped. It was just like, oh my god, that's so satisfying. <laughs> and another team that you so, said, uh, you um, you had mentioned, and I, I messed around with this one a little bit, was Cheetah, Lobo, Siren, and Dr. Poison, which I really like because Dr. Poison is kind of slow, and if you get Cheetah to kind of give her that jump start, ramp up, quick ramp mm-hmm. up, um, she can really, really do some damage. Right, and then Siren being the best pound-for-pound pound bleed application that you can possibly get. Well, unless Joker do damage goods procs everyone, but that's, <laughs> yeah. another story, that's another story entirely. He only has a 50% chance to do anything, so... <laughs> 
But anyway, um, yeah, if you can just apply massive amounts of bleeds, Dr. Poison will eventually just explode people. <laughs> Especially with her gas grenade. Don't use her gas grenade early. My gosh. <laughs> just save it for turn two or three when you have enough bleeds out there. Yeah, um, by the time the video version of the show comes out, I'll play her correctly. Some of the other videos, <laughs> they may or may not air. I wasn't using her right, so she didn't look as good as she could. Yeah. And then something else I want to point out, when you're using this kind of a bleed team, uh, don't focus down a character. You, you just want the number of bleeds to be up. You don't really care that they're still alive, because they won't be for very long. And we're going to go over quickly, because me and Ogre talked a long period of time about Dr. Poison. But what do you guys think of <laughs> yeah, Dr. Poison? I'm excited. I like her. Um, I, I'm currently I'm currently running for a world's finest for Dr. Poison because my Dr. Poison is only ranked two, so I kind of need those fragments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how's that Go world? How's that world finest going for you so far, dude? I I'm, I'm grinding until four in the morning, and then I'm rushing home to grind some more. I'm, I'm keeping an eye out on Danny and Bambi. Those are the two guys I'm. Oh, Watch that Bambi. Bambi was on my tails through a lot of it, too. Dude, uh, I and I'm not a whale, so I'm kind of... <laughs> <laughs> if, if if they outspend me, they outspend me, then that's the end of it. But well, you, I mean, you have 60-something thousand yeah. gems. You'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, I saw I saw what you had in your last screenshot. I don't think that you, if you... Even if you blew through all of that, I don't think there's any way that they would top you if you actually went through all that. So. <laughs> it is stressful, <laughs> no, though. It's, it's, it's not worth the investment at that point, if you think about it. 400, 400 shards for, you know, however many gems you're going to spend at that point, right? Like, on top of, like, just calculate in terms of, well, it, uh, the 8,000 gem deal for 100 shards, is it yeah. is it worth it? Like, once you surpass that number? No, right? So. I mean, got to give it to the resource management guy to tell me how to spend money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I couldn't believe I mean, um, Grodd went to 10,000 points. On Monday, yeah, I was I was gonna say that like that the guy the the guy who really gunned for uh, Grad, I was like, wow, he beat he, really? that was big, that was more than the uh, the Starfire week by four thousand points. So yeah, Jesus, um, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll be yeah. joining you for top one hundred for Doctor Poison mainly because I want to get her to legendary three. But uh, in terms of her kit overall, I, I haven't really played with her before. Like, uh, I just recently got her to gear 10, getting her ready for her Alliance week. But uh, I think that the change to her in terms of making her more of a healer uh, on top of being a bleeder, it's actually quite interesting because she's the first uh, real, like, almost purely all special damage physical character, right? Physical being a red character, I mean. Mm-hmm. And... So hopefully the fact that like you know she has more intelligence as an intel- as a physical character will actually make her a good healer. Uh, the question is that like how it you how, how it doesn't. <laughs> well, actually, that's not true. her her oh, anti venom yeah. heal is actually pretty good. The new passive that they rolled out, mm-hmm. you don't need to spend your blue hope on. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, it's very low. What? It, you're talking about the master of antidotes, the yeah. one that procs on her turn. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not much. It's, like, less... Yeah. I don't know. I think Ogre says it at some point, but I it's, look, it's, like, 2,500. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I haven't tested out the uh, the actual kits, but, I mean, just looking at what it, what it is saying on paper, the one thing I did note about the Master of Antidotes is that 
you get double the amount healed on six plus bleeds on the team. And the thing is, like, I feel that like this is probably like a win more type of legendary upgrade, just a legendary upgrade itself, because you don't really need to, to heal that much if you have that much bleed going. You're probably winning it. Well, that point. it goes from like 2,500 so, to 5,000 is kind of the change. Oh, okay. So it's really, it's low okay. to begin with, and then doubling low oh, is still low. Okay. So, so maybe you, you really do need it if you're actually relying on that as a heal, because it's not really going to... Well, it does say light heal, though. So, I mean, I do kind of see that. The thing that I would like to make a change is that if you proc on everyone's turn, on like all her allies' turns, yeah. that would make it good. Yeah, that would make it probably almost ridiculous. But right. um, she's she's not a bad character. I actually played a bunch of matches after me and Ogre talked about her, and I made her work a lot better. I mean, she you got to play her on bleed team. She really doesn't work on anything else. But on bleed team, <laughs> she's pretty effective. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's just a bleed character who happens to heal, but... That's well, her really anti-venom heals pretty good. Like you can you can bring a team back from like fifty percent life if there's enough bleeds oh, okay. out there. So you just start, the passive heal kind of sucks. Is yeah, saying. the passive heal is not that great. And granted, it is oh. a passive heal, so I mean you can't expect yeah. too much out of it. But I wish it was exactly. just a teeny bit more. Yeah, I'm excited for her mainly because like I want to build a intelligence based uh, bleed team, and I'll probably show this off at some point later in a YouTube video. I was going to call it internal bleeding. I like it. Yeah, because if you actually look at it, there's actually a decent amount of special damage based characters that have bleeds in their kit. So that mm. that was something I was working on, and she was sort of like the one of the crux, like one of the important ones for that. So I'm actually uh, excited for her. So yeah. All right. Well, let's head to the seedy part of town. Kage, are you out there? I am out here. What what's, are the up, streets, what's up? What's the streets telling us? I know this uh, week um you were in a really bad neighborhood. Oh yeah, after the Starfire, quote unquote, nerf, everyone kind of lost their mind. Uh, but I think uh, this month uh, there's a lot of people who are desperately looking for a way to exchange their shards, and our lovely community member doombox was kind enough to write up his idea for a shard exchange he calls it what what did he call it like a doom doom thoughts the time uh, sphere converter fragment time sphere converter thing majig yes (laughs) oh here it is okay it's called the doom thoughts the time sphere converter fragment conversion ideal Uh, and this seems to be pretty popular people seem to really like the idea i thought it was really good idea what are your can you break it down for us, DP? Well, I mean, let, let's see. I mean, he goes into it uh, into a, into it with a, a various amount of detail in uh, in the actual Reddit post. So I suggest everyone to go read that uh, if you have the time. But let's see the the cliff notes on it. Right. So the cliff notes for it is basically that it's a way for you to convert uh, your excess fragments into gems. And re- just a reminder, this is not anything that's, you know, in the pipeline for WB. This is just Doom brainstorming uh, ways to do that. And it would be like something like the Void Scanner. It would be hosted by uh, Booster Gold, which kind of makes sense. Um, and he would basically give you a way to put your, sh- your fragments into the converter, and it would give you a rate, and it would, pop the, it would pop the exchange back out in terms of essence gems. However, it starts off with a very low conversion rate, so I believe he converts it to something at around uh, five essence gems per fragment 
at the very baseline. And you can pay to empower the converter to rank it up in terms of uh, its conversion rate. So the more you put into it, the more the rate will increase and you get more of a payoff later down the line. However, you can always keep it at the baseline and not have to invest into it and just if you're happy with that rate. So the baseline, if you think about it, um, you pay, you're not getting much out of it in returns of Essence Gem, but it's still better than nothing, right? You're still getting something for those excess charge you aren't using. So I'll still now, say that you know, that's a good idea. Now, DP, what are you paying to make the conversion better? Are you paying Green Essence? Are you paying Character Fragments? What are you paying? You're paying Essence Gems back into it. So, uh, okay. like, let's say, for example, uh, in the first, I'm just reading it right now, the rank one, uh, the baseline for the converter that he describes is that you're getting five essence gems per fragment, and the cost to empower it to the next rank is 5,000 essence gems, and it takes six hours to rank it up. Meaning, so at the baseline, you can convert, like, let's say, uh, 100 excess shards into uh, 500 essence gems, right? or 1,000 Excess Shards into 5,000 Essence Gems. Then you take that 5,000 Essence Gems, put that into the machine, or into the converter, and then you wait six hours, and it'll rank up to the next one, right? So the next the, rank... The impression I got, up, the way yeah. I thought he explained it, and maybe I was wrong, I thought you paid the 5,000 Essence Gems, and then it's ranked two for six hours. Uh, okay, well, maybe I was reading that wrong. I was I thinking we about... Might need him to clarify you, you might, that. You might be right. Uh, I didn't read through it in too much detail in terms of that part, but I mean, I was just I was just looking at the way it looks here. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the the important part is that you pay a certain amount of gems to get it to a higher conversion rate if you're looking to convert a lot of stuff at one time, right? So you want to get the more bang for your buck, but you have to invest into the machine for it to pay back, right? So that's sort of like the idea. So you want to accumulate um, shards before you use it. That's the only right. part about this I'm not sure about because it seems mm-hmm. extra complicated. Right, like that's what, sort of what I was saying to him. Like he was looking for it, looking for a way for it to scale up. And to be honest, this is also a way for um, if WB were, were to impl- implement a machine or something like this uh, in the game, the baseline that we're thinking of is not just in terms of how the players would benefit from it. But how would WB benefit from it? The main reason why I, when I was talking to him about this is looking at it from a business standpoint. Now, uh, mainly, I, I'm always playing devil's advocate on the side of the business because <laughs> I work in business and I do this kind of thing all the time. But uh, how is the business going to benefit from this if you're turning uh, one resource into another resource that's not generating income for them, Right. So the idea here is that you're looking for a way for them to monetize off this and the ability to want the the user wanting to upgrade the converter to get a better deal out of it um, gets them into the idea that, okay, well, I can invest my own money into converting this faster so that I can convert my excess shards into new shards quickly, right? That's why I think maybe you you might be right about it, just this is a permanent upgrade. But you have to wait six right. hours. I hope if that's. I think that's a. If if that wasn't the intent, I think that's a better intent because it gives yeah. you a reason to want to upgrade it, and then yeah, now you permanently get yeah. more. I mean, it is a big investment. Like to go from well, just to show you, like rank one, what Doom is proposing is five thousand to go to rank two, twelve thousand to go to rank three, twenty five thousand to go to rank four, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it keeps scaling up, but the idea is that you're investing 
if you're investing that much, the payoff is going to be worth it later down the line. Like it's an initial high investment, but the payoff will be more progressive. And right? just to the audience on audio only, or you haven't read it yet, rank one was 5,000. You get five essence gems per fragment you turn in. And if you scale all the way up to rank four, it's 10 essence gems per fragment, which is a pretty attractive right. return on investment. Right. So a lot of these, like he was going through the math with me, and I didn't go through it in terms of uh, like how the scaling for the payment is. The idea here is that even at rank four, you're getting 10, 10 essence gems per fragment. And to give you guys an idea, this is the buy rate. This is not the sell rate, right? So uh, think of it this way. In terms of what we are paying for shards in the shop, the standard, you know, the gold standard, the baseline that we use is the 8,000 gem uh, pack deal that is offered for most uh, new characters, which is 80 gems per fragment. So essentially, you're getting one-eighth of that, even at the highest rank, right? So you're getting, I guess, gypped on the exchange rate, but that's because they're buying it back from you, right? So if you think about it in terms of that, they're not really losing anything, and but you're gaining very little because you know you're getting something for nothing really if you think about it. All right, well, I mean, okay. that's that was that was the gist of uh, of Doom's, I mean, his concept. The main thing that I liked about it, like when he was when he was writing it up, was basically just like the the implications going you know for this going forward, uh, what it can do for this, what it can do for the game. And I think that mainly, even if they don't release actual new content, a way to spice things up in terms of resources, for me, is one of the most important things in the game. Like, I really appreciate the fact that there's a way to, you know, accurately and conveniently manage things. Even though, you know, you're not getting the best rate on the things, you're still getting something for nothing, which is, quote-unquote, nothing, right? But it's uh, it's still something that I like. And the main thing that I'm one of those, like, I wouldn't say perfectionist but a bit of a ocd kind of thing i hate it when i have excess shards of a character that over that goes over a certain rank that i want like if i have like you know uh 241 out of 240 that bothers me and you <laughs> yeah. would hate my 2100 huntress shards <laughs> so, uh, over rank I, i'm with you there <laughs> i i'm 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 with you there on huntress and like world greatest detective batman i have a bajillion shards of those guys now he has this on here you could do the exchange once you reach a legendary one. For some reason, I just don't think that's going to be realistic. I don't. I just don't see them allowing it. I real. I honestly, I'd be surprised if they let us exchange shards over legendary five if any version uh-huh. of this comes goes live. Uh-huh. What do you guys? Think? Well, I mean, yeah, I think that in terms of like if WB were to pl- implement a system like this. Um, I was talking to Doom about this too. Like a system that I would think that would be more realistic would probably be something like they use in Magic Arena for um, the new system that they use there. It's basically anytime you get excess over the maximum, and then it, it adds to something like a vault that you can unlock, right? Uh, and then in that vault, you get something for, from that, right? Yeah. But that's probably what I was thinking. So that means like any excess shards in this case that would go over Legendary Five. So Basically, anything that you're getting um, that and you're not at Legendary 5, well, tough luck. We keep collecting until you get to Legendary 5. And then yeah. once you get to Legendary 5, all the excess after that. As much as people aren't going to like that, I see that as the most realistic just because it's yeah. going to push people to want to upgrade. The, if yeah. they, say you have 10,000. Like right now, I have mm-hmm. 2,300 hundred shards over Legendary 4. I haven't taken oh, to Legendary 5 yet, but if I know I can trade in all the shards, I'm more inclined to do it. Yeah. 
I mean, and it also there is one there is one benefit to that indirectly. Like if you have to push to legendary five to get any benefit, it's the fact that um, how can I say uh, you you need to actually keep farming even like common characters. It gives more reason to farm like chapter one, for example, or chapter two yeah. for those characters that you have almost already at legendary five, but you weren't thinking about getting to legendary five. Well, now there's a reason to keep going, and it gives more relevance to just repeating the same nodes over and over again for alliance missions because in the end eventually you'll get something for it so but if you could exchange your your excess fragments at any point it kind of you know like makes you stop wanting to farm or at least less so than you would before all right so so what what's your opinions of doombox's um shard exchange idea i like it but it's not really what I would want, per se. I almost feel like it should... Uh... Well, I mean, I guess it does eliminate the idea that you don't need another set of currency. So, that's cool in itself. But when I thought of the shard exchange personally, it was something that I wanted to exchange all of my excess shards for you know, rare character shards having an initial shop with another currency. But that's, again, might be a little bit more too confusing. And I think the, the, the gem, Essence Gems is definitely a, a good compromise for I that. think it's a lot more elegant of a solution. I kind of always thought the excess shards would turn into some kind of rare currency that gives you a new upgrade for a character, which I personally would be excited about, and I think a handful of Super Whales would too. But I think the general populace would be like, oh, dear Lord, another, yeah. another thing I need to upgrade. So... I, I see both well, sides of the, the spectrum. Here's the, here's the problem with that is that you're going to end up creating this uh, power vacuum. Yeah. So you don't want to do something like that. My only other idea in that same realm would be if they ever, and I really wish they would do this, add cosmetic items to the game where you have outfits and different skins and different things that you could get for your characters. And then you could do something like that. So you could say, well, I have all these cyborg shards. I don't think I'm ever going to play him. I really want to get a new outfit for Huntress. So if you're right. a lesser pay-to-play character, you could do that. But it may encourage people to spend money because they want the skins. But it's not going to change the power values. So the rich don't get richer That's with powers; right. They just get skins. So yeah, you may really That's want true. the skins, but you could save up and buy one for yourself. So uh, that's where yeah. I think skins would be such a good solution for so many things. PvP rewards, all these different things that you're not taking, you're not making it so that the free-to-play players have even a bigger mountain to climb. You're just giving something mm-hmm. that that the whales can show off their epines with. Right. So that was an idea, that's but fair. I think I think his solution is probably the simplest and easiest to implement, and I think the most likely for us to get something. Um, he has a legendary one gate. I don't see Warner Brothers doing that. I. I would say that you have to have the 1100 shards. So you like, think that's just maybe just, not necessarily. I think that's what they're the ele- going to end up doing. Not necessarily be L5, but you have to have the 1100 shards. Gotcha. So you have to be over the legendary five threshold, even if you don't upgrade. I have a feeling it's right. going to end up being legendary five upgraded, and it's probably going to make that, a bunch that of people. Maybe it too. Which I'm personally not. I don't have a problem with, but I know the vast majority of the population probably will. Maybe a good compromise would be Legendary 4. If you're Legendary 4 or above, you can turn in your excess cards. And yeah. that's a big enough gate that if you're a free-to-play player, that's going to be a pretty high mountain to climb. But Yeah. 
But yeah, you're right. I think Legendary 5 is if If they were to adopt it, it probably would require Legendary 5. I kind of always expected that. Yeah, we kind of always have. Um, you know, I mean, and it makes sense. If your character's not maxed out, what's the, what's the what does it matter? Right. You know? And people are, people aren't going to be happy about it, but once again, well, this is, I mean, this is to be the... fair, that's not the part to be happy about. The part yeah. to be happy about is that you actually can do something with the excess now. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I think, Who cares? I, but I think his like idea, the overall idea, I think is fantastic. I mean, really well thought out. Oh yeah, I, well I love written. the concept. Um, hopefully they, and anybody listening to this, go on. I, there'll be a link in the show notes to the Reddit thread for it. Go on there, tag Stanner, upvote it. <laughs> we need chart exchange. No, Whether they no, use not it, everybody tag Stanner. Not everybody everyone tag Stanner. Don't say anything. Me. Notifications. We, we, this is a happy thing. And she's gonna get mad at you and me, and you know, <laughs> Golden Child, no more. <laughs> I'll probably cut that out. But <laughs> and also, there's no reason to tag her in every post that you think that is needed to, like, get her attention. Like, first of all. The reason why Reddit's there and a lot of the other com- community boards are the same is there's a large, a large enough community that is quite, you know, well informed. So you should ask them <laughs> first. And if if nobody knows, then tag her. Oh, okay? uh, the reason so. I'm laughing is that <laughs> when Minoga recorded, I almost want to just copy and paste that part by, right behind you saying that. I tell everyone on Doom's um, mm-hmm. conversion thing, everyone tag Stanner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, there we go. I'm going to cut and paste that part right behind it. Sure, that's fine. Uh, just the people be like, what the hell's wrong with you? And Ogre's like, don't do that. Uh, Sorry. All right. Any thoughts on it, Kage, before we move on to the next topic? No, no, no thoughts. Well, let's talk about the Starfire Nurse that you touched on a little bit, because I do want to bring that up. And I will have some video, if you're watching the YouTube version in the background, showing Starfire still absolutely annihilating teams. So what's your opinion on the Starfire nerf, Ogre? It wasn't a nerf. That's my opinion. It was was a fix. (laughs) I agree wholeheartedly, but I just wanted to get your Like, okay, I, I get where people are coming from. They're crying about it, but literally it was two weeks. It was two weeks that people had to play with her from her PvP week. And then they fixed it. It's like, how quickly did you expect them to fix it? The you know, only, it only argument that I will concede a little bit to the people that are upset is that I do like some of the suggestions I've heard where they put in the newsletter of the game, hey, this is a bu- uh, this is an issue we're looking into. May or may not mean a fix. It, you know, it really, sh- it really should be something that they do. Yes, I yeah. agree. Um, but... Anybody who's been playing that this newsletter game, should be used for those kind of things. And I think that would, um, and I know not everybody looks at the newsletter, but I think that's the most central point that would every person has access to, as opposed to posting it on the forums or Reddit, etc. Right. But at the lost. same time, at the same time, here's my counter argument for that. It's a bug that people were exploiting, much like Lobo. You know, and it's not necessarily what was intended. So why would you want to tell everybody, hey, by the way, this is broken and it's exploitable? Well, you know, you don't necessarily want to tell everybody that. Uh, I mean, I agree. I, I don't I think it's better to just say it's being investigated. So the people that aren't sure if it's actually a bug or not know that it's a bug. 
So, I mean, it's not like an exploit where you're breaking the game and doing something completely ridiculous. It was breaking the game, though. Well, people were using it, but everybody already knew anyway, so acknowledging that you're aware of it and that you know that it's probably going to get fixed sooner than later also reassures people that this is not a real thing that's permanent. So I think yeah, overall... I, the communication... I mean, to be, fair, to be fair, WB upped her chances. It's oh, no, now 75% I... instead of 60 So, like, stop complaining. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I agree, know. and anybody who's been playing this game for any length of time knew that it was broken. They knew. Yeah. So that's... But I, I do think that using the... More communication is always better than less, in my opinion. I, so... I would very much prefer over-communication versus... So Less, I think yeah. putting that newsletter is a good compromise. Let's people know that it's identified if it takes a month or three months to get fixed. At least we know that that's pro- likely to happen. I mean, we all knew, but anybody, without everybody would have without a doubt that it's being investigated. So there is the possibility. So, you know, yeah. buyer beware at that point. Yeah. I was honestly, I just, I'm sick of hearing all the whiny babies that, oh, well, I bought Starfire. I want my money back. You knew. I think um, I think the biggest thing about that is a lot of people. I I'm really cynical about that, but I think a lot of people will feign ignorance just so they could get the refund on Starfire, or just to you know find a reason to uh, you know charge a WB. But I think this is a kind of a symptom of what's been going on in the community, and that is just a uh, developer communication. Um, it's understandable why the players are frustrated with the lack of communication. Um, how, like how how come Starfire was fixed so fast, but the Robin bug was fixed overnight, right? And you can't really blame these people for being mad about that. But these posts charging a WSB Stanner or you know the devs in, in general, I don't think they're called for. I don't. I think these kind of posts lack empathy. And so, if you've had any type of real-world work experience, you know not to be rude or condescending to the people who make your game. I think that's just... Being rude or being disrespectful doesn't really go a long ways with people. But that's that's all I want to say on that. The other thing is, too, is that my Starfire is only gear 10 and a half. I haven't taken any certain gear pieces yet and she's still nuking red so she works just fine with this so-called nerf i mean when we look at the the whole issue uh there's two parts to it i think the first part is terms of like what actually happened to her kit now there is a quote-unquote as advertised starfire where she was basically uh you know going nuts off like a lot of different types of heels uh, which really wasn't supposed to be there. And that was the main reason why a lot of people invested into her in the beginning. And I'm not going to lie, I, that was one of the attractive points for me to actually want to go out and buy her pack. But I knew for the fact that like this is probably not going to stay. The main reason why I wanted to keep her was because of her really, really, really attractive AoE uh, heavy special damage. Like, you don't really see that ever. Yeah, I don't. I, she might be the only character with a heavy special damage AoE, right? So, yeah, her, well, um, Jessica Cruz, but it's not to her level. Right. So that was mainly like her main drawing point for me. But then for others, they might have saw like thought that her her passive was working as intended because some people were telling us that that was how it was. 
And uh, at that point, you know, they were they were sold on it and they invested heavily on it. And then they feel like their investment was, you know, shot down. And I, I get that. That's a marketing problem, right? Now, uh, the problem is that they could have... Mm, they could have done something in terms of like, you know, release saying that, you know, she is currently bugged. If you're thinking about investing in her or not, uh, there will be a fix coming. They could have said something like that. However, or that they were even uh, investigating it. Cause I think initially, right. I don't think they realized right. that she right. was, there was a problem. There was a problem until everybody started abusing yeah. it with Superman. Cause right. when you use her with like the team I ran with, when I was doing world finest, I was running Steppenwolf, Etrigan, MJ and yeah. um, Starfire. Starfire. Yeah, you wouldn't know that she was bugged because <clears throat> only Etrigan, Etrigan's buff never, it, Etrigan never buffed her incorrectly. He would only buff her on his self buff. He never mm-hmm. buffed after he killed somebody. Yeah. So she never worked differently for me. Um, which on that team, if there's any reds on the team, they automatically die on turn one every single time. Just right. so. If you're if you're running that team, yeah. that, did, that did not change from before to now. Where everybody noticed the big change was if you're running her with mainly Superman, or if you're running her with Power Girl to a lesser degree. But with Superman, and she D-O- could proc four or five times, or DOJ as well. DOJ, I did DOJ, yeah. experiment with. I kind of wish that one would stay, um, just because I felt like that one was okay because it didn't wasn't too nuts. Yeah. But Superman yeah. was a bit ridiculous because you would see her before in between before you even got a turn she would attack four or five times and then <laughs> without any intellect up she can one shot a, re- a physical yeah. pretty often like, so even even mystics couldn't survive her aoe there was part of me that thought that it was intended mainly because she had a slow speed right so if if she had a slow speed and she got a lot of like a lot of free attacks out of turn that just made sense to me, right? But then now that I think about it, like, yeah, it was too much. It was too much but, because there was, I yeah. mean, there were times where you'd fight her, and Ogre had a good video where he was fighting her. She attacked four times in a row, had four death immunity, had like eight <laughs> intellect up, then did her AoE, and killed his mystics on top of everything else. I mean, that's just oh one character God. should not be able to do that. Because <laughs> she will, <laughs> I mean, I have a video that actually I will make sure it coincides with this conversation right now. I have a video that. I'm playing that Steppenwolf team I'm talking about. I didn't... She procced... Uh, I used Etrigan. She did her... She got two intellect up and did her death immunity attack. So she also got the turn meter. So she stepped ahead of Steppenwolf. So I didn't have all the crit up from Steppenwolf. I did her AoE. It killed, killed the physical and then took Power Girl from full life down to no life. But she had death immunity. the only reason she survived. And that's with no buffs from Steppenwolf and only two intellect up. So, I mean, she's plenty strong enough. Yet she's still a great character. She's just you need to work harder to protect her. That's the only thing. Yeah, and she's. I mean, when you do that much damage, you shouldn't be able to stay alive forever. Right. Yeah. We already have an OP Etrigan, so we don't need yeah. Starfire to be that. I, I will. Insane. I I will say one thing that uh, when Kagi was going over the whole like problems with the community, um, when it comes to Stanner. And I, I understand why people want to tag her in things and want to want to communicate with her, because that's kind of her job, right? She's the community manager. But at the same time, to defend her, uh, anyone who works in this type of business, who knows that you know, you're the PR head of something, you're representing the company in a certain way, uh, you do realize that like, you ha- your job is to communicate with us, but at the same time, there's a lot of red tape that people don't realize. Like, there's so much that she can or cannot say. Right. I'm sure that she wants to post and say, well, we know that there's a problem. We want to go through it. But she has to go through, I'm sure, a lot of other people 
to get the okay before she can actually make a post every time, right? Because if she says something out of line, if she says something that wasn't approved, that could be your job, right? So you guys don't want to criticize her too much because at the same time, you know, if I was in her position, I'd probably be doing the same thing too. So I want to make sure I want to keep my job. And and we know and, that's uh, the fact yeah, so. because remember, everyone loved Warner Brother Jensen because he or yeah. she, we're not, I still don't know the gender, but... Um, I think it was he, but yeah. A lot of people, anyway, we want to get in, go down that rabbit hole. But anyway, <laughs> Jensen told us all kinds of stuff that wasn't allowed. And then Jensen mm-hmm. was removed from that position. <laughs> so mm-hmm. now you can, in a company as large as Warner Brothers, because they're Warner Brothers San Francisco reporting to Warner, Time Warner reporting to DC. So I, I, can, I can only imagine the amount of red tape based on the company I work for, which is very, very large of a similar scale. And you're not allowed to say anything to anyone, pretty much. So while I don't agree with the, you know, we're not going to say anything until it's done philosophy, a lot of big companies go down that philosophy. So it's, you know, it's not really on Stanner for that reason. So attacking her really doesn't do you any good because that just makes her not want to say anything. So whenever you're giving, if you're giving, if you're giving criticism, that's fair. There's a lot of things I don't always agree with that, Uh you know, this game does, but present solutions or a valid reason for it. Just attacking the person isn't going to get you anywhere. Right. And I mean, I know, I do know at the end of the day, this is the internet and you know, the trolls will come out when the trolls want to come out. But at the same time, let's try and be civil. I mean, let's just say, you know, this was you in her position. Put yourself in her shoes. I mean, is there a reason for you to be vulgar or to be offensive? I mean, right. well, speaking of people um, being upset about things, let's talk about the the board clears for this week. Oh. <laughs> Cyborg, get excited! Hey, hey, hey. He he's, <laughs> he's been in the PvP packs. He's had a hero challenge. He's everywhere. Yeah, they just can't get enough of him. Well, and then we have Huntress, too, so that's even more exciting, as we were just talking about how many shards we have. I, the only thing is, I wanted to make one quick comment on this, is that I see so many rage posts, like, I'm quitting the game over the board clear. I'm like, really, people? I mean, you're going to quit the game because you're not happy about the board clear. Now, I get it. They're not on, they're not desirable characters. But we had two months in a row of very rare characters. Characters so rare that, because I only have, like, eight characters, I don't have enough shards to go L5. In the last two months... They were characters I didn't even have above Legendary 3. So they were quite rare characters. So we're going to have a common character up here. I mean, it's just it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, they're going to cycle gonna, in and out. I'm going to say one thing for those people who are quitting, quote-unquote, uh, over Cyborg. This is the first time Cyborg's been a board clear. We've had EAGA twice. Twice, really? people. Yes. Twice? Wow. Yes. And we had Robin EAGA's... a gazillion times. TDK for like eight months, it felt like. Uh, yeah, <laughs> why are you quitting now? <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, we had board clears. Robin, original Robin, he was a board clear for yeah. like the first we, six months of were, the game. Yeah, there were there were the dark ages of board clears, and you're quitting now. <laughs> Man, <laughs> go for it. Some... Yeah, we, I don't know. I don't know what why, why we're keeping you around. So the, the complaint I, mean, I actually am more um more accepting of is the red alerts not changing after so long. Because yeah, they've been no, the same I, for so long. It's like, come on, guys. I, I, I really I'm, I'm really bored with threat alerts. So, yeah. I, I feel that. Okay, so... I understand that the veteran players are going to be upset about it. 
Could they have done better than Cyborg? Yes. Now, at the same time, my counter-argument for that is because of the Titans Go Live event, whatever it is that's happening at the end of the month, they needed to ensure that newer players would have enough of, you know, shards to allow them to compete in that event. So having somebody like Cyborg as a board player makes sense. Also having two Nightwing, you know, challenges makes sense. Or not challenges, um, showdowns. So, I mean, those make sense from that aspect. Again, could they have done better than Cyborg? Yes. But. Well, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I don't have a problem with it since we just had two rare characters. Now, if it had been. That's that's very true. If it had been two super common, if it had been Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, and like Huntress or somebody who's been ridiculous, Flash last month. I probably would not be happy, but because they gave us one of the most rare characters in the game last month, and then a pretty darn rare character, but I mean, I only had Aquaman Legendary three when it started, right? And I had Joker or Joker Damage Good, the Legendary two. I mean, those were two of my lowest shard count characters. Yeah. So I mean, those were pretty another rare five. So I, I I really don't. I don't see the problem with it. I mean, yeah, people. No, like you that, have but... you have to have some variety. It can't always be a rare character. Yeah. Now, if next you know, month I mean, is like you said, Flash again, or Robin again, or somebody, I I wouldn't be thrilled. You know, it could be a, just a medium tier character. I'm gotten, you know, personally, I've almost gotten to the point where, unless it's a r- crazy rare character, I don't need them. But for the rest right. of the community out there, kind of a medium. Well, here character. here's something that I want to point out. It, this is just me personally. Honestly, the board clear character should never be somebody from campaign. Yeah, That's just well, my, personal, my personal view. The thing about it, though, if you've only been playing for five or six months, you may not be upset about that, because you can only, if they only have one node, you may not even have true. a yet. True, true. I mean, but Black a lot Adam, of the one nodes are also available in Red Alerts or Alliance Shop or PvP packs. Well, red alerts don't get me started. That hasn't changed in like eight months. That re- I mean, that really yeah, it needs a little to change. <laughs> Even if it's characters, it I don't needs need, to change because the only like one honestly, is... honestly, there's enough characters in red alerts that it should change one character out each month. Yeah, or something. I mean, just change it every couple, every three months. Change, but yeah, I'd rather see just one character change a month because red alerts. I feel like it's it's a it's good content for the game, but it's nobody plays it. Everybody just you know does ten losses in a row and collects their blue hope. Yeah, that's true. I mean, not everybody, but I'm a good chunk of the Enough. player base because you either don't need the characters anymore, or I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. Make Note Eleven give you one blue, or make like Ten and Eleven give you black and white hope. Oh or, my god! Uh, rings, I mean, that would be license death. One. I mean, it's not. You're not. You're, it's not. Yeah. It's not a ton. Or change yeah, it from black yeah. to white each month for a note like the eleventh one, so that you yeah. want to go with. Even though I think well, I would change daily. Yeah. That way you get 15 of each for the month. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not that much. Like, 15, 15 only gets you one character yeah. done. So, I mean... Or give me 50,000 green essence for the last one if you don't want to... If they don't want to give... If they want to keep rings super scarce, which seems to be... You just, know, just give me 1,000 legendary essence. Anything. It's something for me you to know, be, I mean, make it worth my time. Because right now, it's like, eh. Yeah, 3,000 gems is a lot in a month, but if you're a heavy spender, that's really not much yeah. to do. You don't. It's not worth the time. It needs to be worth the time spent. Yeah, because what is it? It's like eighty total if you complete all the way through. I think it's eighty-five. 
I thought it was 15, 25, and 40. It could be. I don't remember. I I just remember that it was a significant enough number like, to matter. It's like 2,800 gems a enough. month if you do it every single day. Yeah. Which is, and again, I mean, it's, it's worth it's that... worth doing, but if it's not, it's just under the amount that it's worth my time to do in my mind. And I think the majority of people are kind of in the same boat. But if there was like 50,000 green essence or 1,000 legendary essence, it's really not so much that it's going to make a big difference in Warner Brothers pocket, but it gives you content that you're going to play on a daily basis. You know, you know what? Here's one even better. Give me, get, change all of the essence in red alerts to gray XP orbs. Yeah. Yeah. Give me those. My gosh. Give me those, please. Yeah. I, give me those. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would run it every single day for that. <laughs> every single day. Like, Every single day, yeah, no, no question. I like I don't run it at all hardly, and like I would run it just for XP orbs because they're just they're such a bottleneck. Anybody who's complaining about the new content and new content, blah blah blah. Yes, I, when I visited, I did say not first quarter that it will come this year. Something to point out is that the game hits its two-year mark on November 2nd. I wouldn't expect anything between now and then. Well, to be fair, there is the Teen Titans event at the end of this month. And from my understanding, and don't, don't hold me to this if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that it's a little bit more than the average hero challenge. Well... This is this is true because it also does have the restricted list. Yeah, so this is um, it's something a little more. Now it's not. It, it is something different. We don't know what yet. And we don't know. We're actually trying to find this out if there's something more than Deathstroke shards, or so that people that don't already have a million of them, which is a good chunk of the population, if not the majority. Um, so we're trying to find the answer to that. So hopefully we'll know in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So, but that's just something I wanted to point out is that November 2nd is the two-year mark for the game, and we're just now hitting July, so we've only got a couple of months. Like, I wouldn't anticipate too much new stuff between now and then. But I thought that's when uh, Gear 12 was dropping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, people. Well, that, that, that could be it. I mean, I mean, I mean it's I don't possible, know, but, but we don't know anything about that, and we don't expect that, put it that way. <laughs> no, yeah, no. <laughs> just wanted to Please get you guys yet. Please not gear twelve yet. Uh, I I think that might that would be a terrible terrible thing right now. I, I think that would be a nail in the coffin. Yeah. Yeah. Unless there was a way to gain a huge amount of. Material oh no! If they or... added a way to get resources, you know, like a, a tier six and seven of the event. Even then, though, I think I think it might turn off a lot of people quickly. I, I think we're we, we that needs to be sometime next year if they're going to do that. And they need to release yeah. the S and like tier six and seven before gear twelve for like a month, just so you can say, okay, exactly. I can get. I'm well, I have all these resources. What do I do with them? You know, type of thing. Here's what you do with them. Yeah, and then people <laughs> like need to spend a gazillion dollars gearing your characters. They'll be like, oh, it's so easy now. I wish I would have waited. <laughs> so. Because <laughs> I know that's gonna happen, so I won't be that upset. But yeah, I don't know. But like for new PVE content and everything, I would say just hold on until November. You know, I, I would expect November to have some good stuff. 
So Ogre tells us November is dropping. Yes. <laughs> I'm not not saying nothing. Thank you. I'm just saying, just give it a minute and be patient. <laughs> so, well, that's just something I thought about when I was reading some of the threads on on Reddit recently. So, all right. Anyway, that's all. I- all right. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next topic. We're going to discuss the upcoming show changes. So our great crossover episode, when were we going to be having that, DP? So my initial thoughts were that, well, for those of you who don't know, The Oddsman is or was a a monthly podcast. And that being said, it would be around 12 episodes for it to be, you know, the one-year anniversary. And that being said, our very first official episode was with Hate Mail, which prompted him to make uh, this show. So then I thought it would be fitting for us to have him back on this anniversary show. That being said, when would the 12th episode be? Now, if everything followed schedule, it would have been in August. Now, considering the changes that you know we, we were just discussing earlier, if it becomes a bi-weekly show uh, in terms of the oddsmen, the 12th episode would be the second, the second episode in July. And ideally, I think that would probably be the last week of July if everything goes according to plan. So... Uh, that's the idea. Um, so our great crossover will be tentatively scheduled for this month, at the end of this month. If not, maybe the beginning of August. It just, I guess it'll come down to scheduling, right? We're going to, I guess we'll go ahead and announce today too that we're, because if you haven't noticed, Slow Beast hasn't been on as much lately and um, he's going to try to be on as a guest. Thankfully, we have uh, Kage who's stepped up and has been a tremendous help to me with keeping the show going and doing different things with the show. And as um, you've probably noticed, he's a permanent member of the show now. Be filling in for slow. um, When slow's not here or just as a guest doing the streets are talking, if not, no, no, I wouldn't say as a guest, but as part of the show. And um, Ogre's been extra busy at work, so he hasn't been able to make it on. But you've heard him on this podcast, and there's actually a ton of audio. So he'll feel like he's on the show today. Um, but going forward, we'll definitely have Kage. Hopefully Slow Beast can make it frequently. And then we're going to move this show, our show, to bi-weekly. So the plan's going to be week one, it'll be We Are Legends. Week two, it'll be The Oddsmen. Week three. And then we're going to try to have a little bit of consistency between the shows. We'll still kind of give you what we've both done that you know and love but we'll maybe have some topics or splice in some different things um for example if there's something really interesting happening with shop talk dp might join us or give us some audio with uh talking about that that we'll squeeze into our show so that's it's kind of the plan going forward right i mean mainly the reason for the oddsman is we're looking for ways to sort of i guess get the community more involved with our podcast too but at the same time, I guess it was a fortunate coincidence um, so that if you guys are slowing down and we are speeding up, we become more of a collaborative effort. And then that way we can bring content to the masses on a regular basis so we don't have to have any downtime. So I guess that was sort of the uh, the benefit to this all, right? Yep. So, And we all uh, chat on a consistent yeah. basis. So it just made sense for us to have a more collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. And then um, last on, let's go ahead and enter the arena. The top Wraith Arena PvP 
This last week was for Gorilla Grodd, and we kind of touched on this earlier, but Jon Snow was the world finest with 10,290 points. And I can't remember who was in second place. They were dueling back and forth through the whole time. Um, I believe they're in the same alliance. Uh, Shin Sengumi, right? Uh, let me see here. I had a screenshot of this. I did. Like, I, I was just. I had a screenshot of this. There was it? Is. I got it. Yeah. It was Hawkeye Fly. He had, <laughs> he had a whopping 7,866 points. So, um, <laughs> that was more than I had for Starfire World Finest, to give you guys an idea. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, it was a pretty busy I wonder week. If... Top 35 cutoff was 3,178 points, and top 100 I was they... 2,800. I wonder if they know something about Garage that we don't. <laughs> I don't know. I know, um, <laughs> I know Aunt May, or he hates when I call him that, um, M4, who was yeah. on our show last week, he's been pretty high on Grodd. He's been playing him pretty regularly. And, he even uh, took him to L5. Yeah, he took him to L5. <laughs> I actually did too this week. Oh, but nice. I, I'm still not... I'm still not... Gr- I mean, he's good. He does enable Starfire. He makes her insane. He can enable Netrigan, so... I probably need to play him more. He, I don't know. I just... I, for some reason, I just don't get that excited when I play him. Yeah. Which is I unfortunate, because he's a cool character. And then He's the a... top alliances, we had a new one that I haven't seen. I haven't. I mean, I, I think they are in the top ten here and there, but I, ha- I don't. I haven't recognized this name. Gotham City Psychos had eighty-three thousand two hundred eighty-nine points. I've been seeing lots Ooh. of alliances pop up that I hadn't. You know, I haven't seen their names before with monster points. Um, they could. They could be mergers. Is what I'm thinking. They could be like a bunch of alliances getting together. What's funny is some of these, like um, the champions of the Amazons, who've become a top alliance they were dueling for first place i in fact they they possibly could have taken one because i snapshotted it about an hour before cutoff and they were within a thousand points so if they did take number one i apologize and you can correct me if i was wrong but i believe it was gotham city psychos in the end but top 10 cutoff was fifty thousand points and owls barely made the cutoff um for the top 10 this week's alliances were really they were really kicking it so more proof that the game keeps chugging along yeah, and then uh, one other thing I wanted to make note of is uh, Kage. I noticed that you're you're getting quite the list of haters out there. I mean, uh, oh, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> oh, bring him I, on. <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to, uh, I was gonna say something about that actually in a video at some point. But you know, this is a better time than than that, I guess. Um, it's sort of my fault because I was the one who created the the original Celebrity Encounter series, and that was sort of like, uh, you know. Kage taking after me and you know all the power to him people sort of took it the wrong way and I, to all those who are looking <laughs> at my original series that I was creating the reason why I just put celebrity encounters wasn't the, just because these guys are notable figures I mean it just happened to be that yeah the, the first few people that I mentioned were, pe- were big community members but the idea was just to feature community members in general that were on reddit that uh, that I came across on my boards, and it just happened to be people who are at the top of, you know, the whatever I'm battling for that week, usually top 1500, top 100. So if you think about it, those prominent community members, uh, like with people who are community members that I see in the top 100, are probably going to be very recognizable names. Now, that doesn't mean that if I come across someone who, you know, is uh, lesser known person I won't show them off because I will like I have shown off some people who maybe aren't on a podcast or aren't on a aren't a YouTuber right 
the idea here is that I just want to show, well, this is someone that I know that I came across. That's it. The name just has nothing really to do with it. I just thought it was clever. That's it. And people just thought it was because I'm featuring, you know, important people. And then Kage decides to do the same thing. Um, and that's great because it's, it's really just to show off more people in the community. Well, he had originally started it by doing a reverse of you. Right. Yeah, he was because he ran into me. <laughs> right. I mean, I get that. And but then people were just like, kind of like, who's this guy? Because we don't know him, but he's a community member. So just because you don't know him doesn't mean other people don't know him. And I don't understand that. I don't understand why people just have to be like that. Well, that's uh, that's what that's <laughs> yeah. what happens. You get you get hate. Send me all your hate mail, guys. Send me all your hate <laughs> mail. Bring it on. <laughs> but I mean, I I do I do like your spin on it though. I do like the fact that you turned it into cage matches. So <laughs> yeah, that was actually I I, did, I thought that was pretty. That was clever. Yeah. So with this new celebrity status, have you been, um, you know, calling up your friends, texting some ex-girlfriends, saying, "Hey, check me out! I'm on this <laughs> super popular podcast." <laughs> Hell, I'm even putting myself on uh, world's finest so I can show myself off. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> show all the haters. Show- yeah, there you go. There you show- that'll show them. <laughs> I love you more than Kanye loves himself. No, that, that that's a bit too much. <laughs> I don't think we could be friends now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll need you anyway. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, and the last topic I wanted to discuss was an update on the um, We Are Legends Summer Games Contest. This is your last chance for submissions, and if you've noticed, this podcast is going out on Independence Day. Happy birthday, America. And, um... America! Anyway, <laughs> we uh, and for those of you outside the United States, this is just our Independence Day celebration. I'm sure you've possibly heard of it. We blow off a bunch of fireworks. And, if not, why are you learning it? it we we blow off a bunch of fireworks and keep up our uh, fat hamburger moniker by eating hamburgers and hot dogs all day. But I am going out of town for vacation, so you may hear or see from me a little less than usual this next week. So we're gonna we're gonna spend a gazillion hours editing tomorrow morning before I fly out and go into the Grand Canyon, so super excited about that. Alright. And, um, yeah. but anyway, we had some really good roll I need to rewatch. So a couple I haven't even watched all the way through, um, because I didn't have internet. I had lightning blow out my modem. Alright, DP, well, it was a pleasure having you on, and we'll be looking for your crossover episode at the end Second of the month. Week of July. Yeah. And we'll be, yeah, uh, hopefully. We'll be advertising it. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully that'll be that'll be coming soon. Um, I'll, hopefully, I'll be able to get together with uh, Ogre and Doom to to schedule things out. But yeah, if we can keep our schedule open uh, for the end of July, we should be okay to go. And then hopefully, uh, Sony's can make it. Yeah, yeah. And if everything else goes according to plan, we'll probably have another episode of the Ozmen uh, next week uh, between your two your two episodes as well. Oh, good. Okay. So, uh, right. So hopefully, but I haven't really. Uh, gone through it with the other guys yet but that was the original plan right so to have one the second week of july after this one releases so we'll see how that goes all right because um yeah i mean we were just going to stay weekly until until you were ready so yeah but yeah like if everything next tuesday well next tuesday's episode the only thing i would want to record for is the summer games because i wanted to release that but but i I mean we could even do that on your show yeah but you know i'm a stickler for perfection so the next one the next one would be episode 11, and the anniversary would be episode 12, right? So there you go. <laughs> I want, I, I just wanted it to be episode 12. That's why. No, okay, <laughs> that works. Okay, cool. 
Yeah. Cool, guys. There you go. Bye, guys. All right, cool. thanks. All right. Thanks. Take care, guys. Bye. Do you like the show? Consider becoming a patron and get a special show each month, our special Q&A episode. It's only a dollar to have access to this. Check it out at patron.com. We are our legends. Thanks for listening. <laughs> You're not going to say anything? We are legends.